Welcome to Section 31 headquarters. Zoom in, please. As you can see, it is heavily fortified on all sides. Are those mines? They are. The Federation does not permit the use of mines. No. No, they do not. The Federation didn't build them. I'd call that a distinction without a difference. We were under attack by Klingon warships with cloaking abilities. Sometimes in war, the terrible choice is the only choice. Giving up our values in the name of security is to lose the battle in advance. I'm curious. Do you sideline the Enterprise because you knew I'd never stop reminding you of that? You sat out the war. Because if we'd lost to the Klingons, we wanted the best of Starfleet to survive. And as this conversation makes clear, that was you and all you represent. Thank you. You're welcome. Now you get off my ass so we can get back to work. Oh, hello, dear, sweet friends and listeners of the TomCast podcast. This is a special bonus episode of the TomCast podcast because uh, today I am reconnecting with a good friend of the show, my good friend, my best friend, Reagan, and uh, we are going to be discussing the breaking news of the Star Trek Strange New World series starring Captain Christopher Pike, Mr. Spock, and the number one, number one, uh, played respectively by Anson Mount, Ethan Pike, and Rebecca Romaine. As you know, on this show, we are big Star Trek fans, so I thought it was appropriate to discuss the new series with my Star Trek aficionado, Mr. Reagan. So, we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about that new series. And we also get into another bit of news that happened recently over the weekend. And that would be the announcement of Timothy Oliphant, one of our favorite actors. Reagan and I are both really, really big Timothy Oliphant fans. Uh, he's joined the cast of The Mandalorian for season two. And we talk a little bit about our giant man crushes on Timothy and uh, what we hope the future holds for him in Star Wars. Who is he going to play? Who might he not play? We kind of get into a little bit of all these things in this episode, in, in this conversation. It's like I said, it's a little mini mini show. This is not a full-fledged episode. This is a bonus episode. So I hope you guys will enjoy our little conversation. Uh, we're testing out some new equipment here. And I'm hoping uh, that we have potentially solved the audio issues that we've had in the last couple of episodes as we kind of transition to this, uh, you know, COVID-19 global pandemic scenario in which we uh, find ourselves in. So hopefully going forward, the show's going to sound really, really good. So I got I got this episode with Reagan to test it out, and I'm going to be dropping another one in a day or so uh, with Roger and I chatting about some awesome stuff as far as uh, dark timelines and alternate universes and alternate realities and dark futures. 
So a lot of good stuff coming this week on the podcast. St- please stay tuned. If you're not following us already on Instagram and Twitter, it's at TomCastPopCast. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join Pophead Nation, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. And if you do the uh, the $5 level, you will get not only your name read on the podcast, but you're going to get access to amazing bonus content like audio commentary tracks for feature films and some uh, very cool podcast reads where I'm recommending graphic novels and books and all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, if you're interested in that, great. If not, you know what? You know what you can do first? Like, subscribe, and share the show with all your friends. And that's all we really ask. The show's always going to be free. So in the meantime, here's the conversation with Reagan and I talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds and a little bit of Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2. Buckle up. Let's play with them. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Could you just keep it down a little bit? Why would we do that? Because I didn't order assholes with my whiskey. All right, so I am joined once again by my my main man, my 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 one of my best buds, my Star Trek homie, as it were. <laughs> Reagan is with us, and we're here to to discuss the the long rumored, long speculated, uh, but now finally confirmed new Star Trek show coming soon to CBS All Access. Uh, the Captain Pike-led Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Reagan, how do you feel about the news? How, how do you feel about the news? Sorry. Uh, mixed. I'm very happy that Pike has a show. I, don't, I didn't want to see another Enterprise TV show mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, with characters that we had seen before. Sure. And, you know, we, we know what happens to the Enterprise, so no matter what happens on this Pike mission, the ship's never going to blow up. <laughs> well, that's It's fair. never going to be destroyed. Okay. Um, Pike's never going to die, so no matter what zany adventure he gets into, he's going to make it through. Well, I mean, but let's be fair. Like, things don't end well for Pike. <laughs> Maybe. Well, See, I, mean, I would I would have preferred that they change like since he saw his future, right? You know, he Sam Beckett's it, and he's trying to change his future. So yeah, the, the, these right. are these are potentially spoilers for for season two of Discovery. If you're not caught up on season two of Discovery, uh, oh. they it reacquaints us with with uh, Captain Pike, the previous captain of the Enterprise <laughs> before Kirk came aboard, uh, and in this new iteration, uh, Pike is played by. One of my favorite actors, and I think you you're you're right there, right there with me with uh, Anson Mount of Hell on Wheels. Oh yeah, love him. And yeah. he was also uh, Black Black Bolt. He was Black in Bolt the, in, in the in the in the terrible Inhumans show that was briefly on ABC. Oh, horrible! Because you know what? They don't let the best actor on that show talk. Well, and they also made him shave, which was unfortunate too. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, he shaved as Pike, but Anson Mount grows a fierce beard. And uh, he, he should he own that proudly. Yeah, he looks pretty good all rugged. He does. Uh, I, I think you and I might be the only two people in the world who watched Hell on Wheels. Because every time I bring oh. it up with somebody, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but the, it was... Like f- the best cowboy TV show I ever watched. Oh my god, it was so good. 
you know, well, I, I know everyone, well, wants, to, well, everyone right. wants to talk about Deadwood, but uh, Hell on Wheels really was good. Hell on Wheels was was fantastic though, and Anson Mount was phenomenal in his, in his his portrayal of uh, I can't even remember his name right now, the character's name, but he was amazing. Oh God, I can't either. I don't have my phone because I left it upstairs. But I'll be I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch that show is because uh, Chief O'Brien was a co-star. Chief O'Brien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the great Cole Meany. I was like, Ooh. The great Cole Meany was in Hell on Wheels, and so there's a Star Trek connection. And now, uh, if if, if Cole Meany only knew he was starring with the future Captain Pike, the, the 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 worlds were colliding back then. We didn't even know it yet. And this show, the, be, like it's a new version of what? What was that show? Boston Legal. Oh, that Shatner. It was Shatner, and, and yeah. <laughs> there, there were like three Star Trek people on that show. Jerry Ryan was on it. It was Jerry Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I forget the third, but I didn't watch Boston Probably Legal. Garrick. <laughs> Probably Garrick. There you go. I I don't think I've ever seen an episode. You know the so funny. I'm pretend it's Garrick. The funniest of Star Trek connections is actually Garrick because I I think back to when Garrick was. Uh, uh, the the he was the there the equivalent of the Zodiac Killer in Duty Harry back in the seventies. Uh, was wasn't he a, a villain on Miami Vice? Probably, but Miami Vice was not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> that was like the one show I wasn't allowed to watch, so I don't know why. <laughs> Mom, Mom had that. an issue with that Miami one. Sucks. <laughs> But, you know, for anybody not 100% familiar with, with what Star Trek Discovery did in Season 2, uh, they they brought the previous inter- the, the Enterprise crew pre-Kirk, which is, uh, you know, Captain Pike, fully abled, fully healthy, played by Anson Mount. You had Mr. Spock, played by Ethan Peck. And you had uh, Number 1, and we only knew her as Number 1, but played by the great Rebecca Romaine. And I say great... Uh, Loosely, but she was really good as Mystique in the first series of X Men flicks, so I'll give her great for that. Yeah, yeah, her, she might be the best Mystique. You, you, you know, Jennifer Lawrence has an Academy Award. She might take a, a, a umbrage with that. Not for playing Mystique, she doesn't. <laughs> and I hate what they did with the Mystique character in the reboots. <laughs> well, you know, once Jennifer Lawrence hit big, they decided Mystique had to be the center point and everything. Um, but uh-huh. we're not here to talk about yeah, X Men movies, hero, Reagan. Not a villain. <laughs> Are you sure? I got a lot of thoughts about X Men movies. I want to know about Star Trek. I want to talk about Star Trek. You know, uh, right. we we haven't yeah. we haven't focused on on Discovery too much on the podcast just yet. Though I suspect there's a good chance you and I are, are going to be diving into season three when it airs later this summer. Uh, yeah. But again, the, 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 the I don't know what the best way to say it is. But they, they kind of went against the grain by by reintroducing characters that we thought we knew in Discovery. You know, Pike and Spock specifically. Uh, and I was I was leery. Yeah. I you know I knew they were going to be in the show, and I was leery of it. I grew to accept Ethan Peck's Spock, but right off the bat, I loved yeah. Anson Mount as, as Pike. I thought he was phenomenal from the get go. Yeah, absolutely. It's he's someone you can get behind and be like, "Oh, yeah, I'd follow that guy into battle immediately." Yeah, and he's such a polar opposite of Lorca from season one, as far as a captain for the Discovery goes. Because I mean, he is uh, much much like we thought of of Picard. I mean, like Pike is like the embodiment of all that's best about Starfleet. 
and uh, mm-hmm. so many of his his lines are so wonderfully delivered and so wonderfully written, and 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 you know, Anson Mount just owns it. I, I'm excited about this yeah. show. I'm I'm very keyed up for it, even though it is you know you're in prequel land, and like you said, we know the Enterprise isn't going to blow up, <laughs> and no one yeah. no one's <laughs> going to die out, out of turn necessarily, <laughs> but it can still be a compelling show. Of course, and I've heard they're going to go back to the episodic formula of Star Trek, which at this point I'm in favor of. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's, I'm fine. I would have bigger overall arcs, but some of the strongest Star Trek episodes are one-offs, where it's a little lighter and it's a little more fun. Yeah. Like, the universe doesn't have to be ending every two seconds. <laughs> well, uh, you and I are, are both big fans of Star Trek D Space Nine. And uh, you know, if mm-hmm. if we were to use episode, the season seven uh, as a kind of microscopic You're going to baseball, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the the last what is it? Like the last nine episodes of that season are like balls of the wall crazy. So they they spend the first half kind of yeah. like spreading out some fun stuff in the beginning before it gets too crazy, like the baseball episode and and like the stuff with the Fringies yeah, well, and the, things like that. The baseball the. Well, that the, then right before the I think the final like four part finale, they have the 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 big bada boom episode or where they rob a casino. Yeah, there's the big big the the Vegas heist episode, the kind of like a uh, Ocean's Eleven, yeah. Cisco's Eleven kind of thing, so they can save Vic yeah. Fontaine's uh, casino. It's a fantastic episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic episode. It it really is, and I, I love the way they they convince Cisco to come, go along with the heist on a in a holodeck for God's sake. <laughs> Right, Be- because they, oh, they even wove like why he didn't go in and stuff because of racism. Oh like, sure, no, I, I, I like that. That that's like intrinsic they, to the character. You know, they put sense. a bit of realism into a Star Trek show, also. Mm-hmm. But uh, you no, know, not they totally fit in with Cisco. Don't worry, you and I are are going to do do a Deep Space Nine uh, a sh- retrospective show at some point. Uh, well, yeah. But uh, like you said, I, I think going back to the episodic nature of Star Trek. Uh, in this case, it might be a really good thing because I guess one of the heaviest critiqued things from Star Trek Discovery is that these overarching seasons, you know, there's a lot of kind of missteps in them. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I think that's what the short treks, like, I think they all, like, because most of those are lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So I think they started out as episodes and they're like, we don't know where to fit this in. Right. And we don't really have enough of us. Like, you know, they all seem like uh, B storylines for a normal Star Trek show. Yeah, it, it kind of seems. Maybe that's that's where they're getting that bug out. A, a couple or, you know, of that fix. Sure. I mean, I, I, I think I think I agree with you on that. There's a couple of them that feel just like like ideas and that like, if they decide to follow up on it, they will. Uh, the one I'm, I'm thinking of in particular is I think it's uh, called Calypso. Where like the ship's kind of like oh, sentient. I love that one. It's really good, love but like, that but, one. but it's that like one's fantastic. But when are they gonna pick up that thread? Like, like what are we doing here? Like, where are we going with this? I don't think they're ever gonna pick up that thread because wasn't it like three thousand years in the future or something? Something like that, and, and the ships become sentient. And but, but we're like, what happened to the crew? Where'd the crew go? Like, are we gonna see that final adventure of the Discovery crew that like sets well, this how far up? Did they go. How far did they go into the future? Like 997 years or something? Yeah, maybe they're around the same time now. Yeah. And you'll run into that guy somewhere, and you'll be like, oh, I know you from a short trek. I don't know. The, the, the short treks, though, have been a mixed bag. Let's be, let's be fair. Yes. 
Yeah. It's an extremely mixed bag of episodes. I don't think I've actually finished season two short tracks. I, don't I think, think there's a couple I have, left I have to watch. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I made sure to watch the one that was sort of like a, a, a Picard prequel. The Children of Mars. Yeah, the Children of Mars one. And I was like, well, okay, whatever. Uh, but you know, you and I have you and I have, have well documented kind of our our uh, supreme letdown with season one of Picard. You know, I couldn't even get through a rewatch. Like I tried to binge the whole season and yeah. made it about six episodes, and was like, I don't have the the physical strength to you make know, it the it, final way. Sure, I mean, it, it was one thing to kind of like, cling to the hope that like, oh, this will all pan out by the end. But once we knew the end, we're like, well, all right, it doesn't really pan out a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, and, and like rewatching it, knowing where it goes, it takes some of the enjoyment out. Like I remember us guessing at stuff, and we were, we were like, "Oh, this would be cool." This, and then them not to do anything cool. Uh, I feel like just we're rehashing shit. Yes, I hate Picard, or I hated the Picard <laughs> season one. Like, <laughs> I just feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a tie loop, and I'm going crazy. It is. You are. You are uh, Captain Bateman. Was it Bateman, the one who kept crashing into the Enterprise? The one, uh-huh. uh, Kelsey Kramer, Ka- yeah, Captain yeah, Fraser, Captain Fraser, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that time loop, but I again, I just wanted, you know, again, we're not going to do Bozeman. crazy dry Bozeman. The Bozeman was the ship. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, we you know, we're not here to kind of spend an hour speculating on the show. I I I I think this show might have the most potential out of any Star Trek show that's been announced so far, just because. The, the, there's a fairly developed cast already announced because we, we had Rebecca Romain, we had Ethan Peck as Spock, and, and, and like I said, Anson Mount was, to me, the highlight of, of season two of Discovery. Well, there, there's an interesting fan rumor trying to get to cast the Doctor. Have you seen that one? I have not. It's, um, uh, uh, what's Shran's name? Or Wayun, or um, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey, uh, 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 um, what's his name? He's Mr. Trek. Like he's played eighteen million characters. Yeah, the from Reanimator, Jeffrey uh, Combs, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs, and like there's a petition to get him to be the Doctor, and I was like, I would love to see him in another Star Trek show. Oh my God! In in Deep Space Nine, he was like forty two characters. I mean, alone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was Brunt, <laughs> FCA. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> and eight, eighteen different Wayuns. And they were all arrogant pricks. <laughs> yeah, and then he went to play Shran in Enterprise, who became one of the best characters on that show. Yeah, the uh, the uh, uh, cent- the Alpha Centaurian. Andorian. Andorian. He's the Andorian. You're right. Andorian. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, he was great in, in, in that part. Uh, I love Jeffrey Combs, but I mean, I think you've seen Re- Reanimator, right? Not for many, many, many years. Yeah, but, but... he's so fucking good in those those like B level yeah. horror roles, and then obviously the, the Frighteners. Oh, the fright! I never thought about the fright. Was that the Michael J. Fox one? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. The, he's like the FBI agent. He's like, uh, who, you know, you have violated my territorial bubble, sir. <laughs> you know, he's like if people being close to him, and he has like all those uh, scars from like, infiltrating like racist hate groups and stuff like that. And Jeffrey Combs is fantastic. I love that him as an actor. I love yeah. that rumor. It'd be amazing if he was to be cast in the show yeah. as a Doctor. Yeah. He came out and said, uh, he came out on Twitter. It was like. Well, for this to happen, two things have to happen. They actually have to call me and make me an offer, and then I have to accept. <laughs> I'll let you know when one of those things happens. And I was like, "Oh man." Well, the the, the you know the funny thing is, I mean, there's been a, a pretty seismic shift in the way that Star Trek shows are are done 
from how they were done in the 90s, you know. Everything was in L.A., everything was Hollywood, they were all in the Paramount Studio lot, uh, and now everything's, like, yeah. in, in Toronto. And, you know, I don't know if, if some of these guys want to, like, uproot themselves, you know, for four or five months out right. of a year or whatever it is. It's Trek, though. It's Trek, but, I mean, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs is an elder statesman of, of Star Trek. I don't know if he feels like yeah. he put up with that bullshit. You know, Anson Mount no, is a working just... actor. You know, Ethan Peck's a young guy trying to get his name out there. Like, he's going to go to Toronto and, and crush it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peck was on that '70s show like three, four times. Oh my god, <laughs> he's got that syndication money. You are my walking IMDb. I love you for that. <laughs> it's once I found out he was the young Kelso, I was like, oh, I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> uh, like he wasn't even a main character; he was just someone that did it in flashbacks. No, I, when he was like 14 and acting. Now, like I said, Star, Star Trek is is intrinsically a big part of the show, even though. It's only recently kind of come to light that Star Trek's a big part of the show. You know, we, we did Picard. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are, are definitely going to be doing uh, Discovery Season 3 when that happens. We might even have yeah. to do a, a look back on Season 1 and 2 kind of re- retrospective episodes. Um, beca- because we love, we love Trek. We love Trek. Yeah, I, I, I liked Season 1 until, like, you saw the Lorca thing coming. I don't like how quickly that that switch was flipped. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about Discovery, uh, yeah. as far as season one goes, I mean, my, my biggest disappointment was – and there are plenty of disappointments in, in season one because, as I've documented on the show, I didn't care for, like, the first three or four episodes because I hated the Burnham character so much initially. Uh, but my, my the biggest misstep to me was when they go to the Mirror Universe – spoiler alert – they go to the Mirror Universe. But when they do and they, and they switch places with the, the, the Mirror Universe's Discovery – I mm-hmm. think it would have been amazing if when they finally got back, they found out the other Discovery just wrecked havoc across the galaxy and, and they the had war. to fix it. Yeah, with a... Uh, that would have uh, been awesome, but weren't they just Captain destroyed Killy? by the Klingon fleet? Yeah, and it was yeah. like all off camera. Like, you just heard about it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. that ship was blown up. Yeah. It would have been way better <laughs> to find out that a, a ship in their name, you know, was like, destroying uh, Alpha Centauri or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I think that yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Actually, like destroyed Andor again. Right. Exactly. It was just. I I guess if I were to categorize all the new Star Trek shows, Discovery and Picard, like there's just a lot of missed opportunity. Yeah. Now, do we know? Uh, like, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Back of, uh, I was just saying, going back and rewatching it, like when I, like I got the season one and two like digital copies for Christmas or a birthday or anniversary or something. Yeah. And like rewatching them, they get much better. Like once you can just, just this is before I had access to, or the desire to get CBS all access. Yeah, sure. It's before they baited that, that lore of Picard. <laughs> oh, but not the lore who didn't show up in, in Picard, right? Well, I, the writers don't know he exists. Apparently not. They didn't, you know, they don't know who Lal is either. memory alpha. Yeah. It's a, it's 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 a it's a that's a whole search engine. Well, listen, like look, in Memory Alpha, like we, <laughs> once we, again we, we're just kicking that horse. We, we, yeah, we have much higher hopes for Picard season two because we know that the the new executive producer and some of the new consulting producers are much bigger Trek fans. So we're hoping that'll boost season two to new heights of glory. Uh, we are both optimistic about Discovery season three. 
So I, I, I guess yeah, I, just want, I just I guess I just want it, to that was... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is Discovery Season Three is that going episodic as well? Since they're so far into the future, I don't know. Uh, they've been, the trailer has been very vague. It, it yeah. seems like See, that a... seems like a perfect opportunity to just go episodic with that show as well. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's an overall kind of like, oh, we have to restore the Federation to what it used to be, kind of thing, or Starfleet to what it used to be, sort of deal. But like, you can do that, you know, one show at a time. It doesn't have to be an overall. Yeah kind of aesthetic yeah they don't have to finish it by episode 12 or 14 or whatever they run yeah but i mean you know and as you guys know who listen to the show i, I don't spend a lot of time on on rumory gossipy websites 100 percent. so i only know like casual things about about season three just loose speculation uh, i have been staying away from those just because like i'll wait till one trailer comes out i'll watch the first trailer and then jump into the show <laughs> It's just more fun that way too. Like I don't, I don't yeah. want to know. Like if even if the speculation is right, I don't want to know. And if it's wrong, then it's just, I just wasted my time. Yeah, like I really pay attention is like a casting. If it's someone yeah. that I like, I'll be like, oh, that person's in it. That's cool. Yeah. So I think it's, but I think that's, it's, that's pretty much all I'll know. I think it's fair to say that uh, I am pretty optimistic and pretty excited for the idea of this of this pike show because uh you know pike's one of those captains like we we were always told a lot about but we never really saw in action you know the, yeah. the, the uh, other than like the original pilot uh and then the episode where he comes back in the original trek series I and mean, he's already like in the in the, right. the, the the case he's in just the, kind of like a vegetable man i was gonna say the squeaky box yeah <laughs> and then you have the pike from from the jj films which is an interesting pike as well Played, played uh, by a Bruce Greenwood. I, I thought I thought the Bruce Greenwood Pike was really good and one of the stronger points. Yeah. As, as far as like a mentor for Kirk, uh, in those JJ flicks. Yeah, but the, just but, Into the Darkness is such a dark point for me sure, in those film sure. print. Like so much hate. Like no, fair enough, but so much hate. But like, I think that's why it, it, to, to to take the potential of even that version of Pike. And to see it portrayed by Anson Mount, and to see it kind of elevated uh, into into like like we like we kind of said uh, a, a captain that you would want to follow into the gates of hell kind of person, uh, and who is virtuous and noble and like the ideal leader of, of this utopian Starfleet uh, Federation society that, that Gene Roddenberry envisioned. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for the possibilities of this show. I can't help it. Uh. I am that just because they haven't had very Starfleet people in this show yet. Yes, like Air Discovery, or you know, in that in that part of the universe. Yeah, I, except like uh, Philippa Giorgio in the first episode is in very the first episode. Yeah, explore. Yeah, you know, well, before you know, spoiler, she dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I mean that that uh, you know, uh, you know, when when you and I do a more Discovery centric episode, I, I I will be happy to. Uh, uh, list every reason why I hate the first episode of Star Trek Discovery, but that—that's basically my 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 main crux is the Burnham Giorgio fight. Basically, where it's like, listen to the fucking captain, chain of command, people. Let's do this. <laughs> well, also she was raised by Vulcans, and yeah, but that's even more reason. Like, like why are you fighting her? I know. I... It just reminds me, like, uh, when Data assumes command of the Enterprise and Worf is talking shit about him. 
Oh, he, he brings him into the red room and dresses him down. That's true. He does. That, that was a pretty good episode. Worf needed to be curbed a little bit on that one. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, you mentioned casting news, and I feel like we, we've we've covered the Trek news pretty substantially. Uh, uh, on the on the last podcast, we we covered some of the Mandalorian casting news, uh, but one that came out since we did that last last episode, and that I figured you and I should talk about because you and I are big fans. Of Timothy Oliphant, aka Raylan Gibbons oh, yeah. from Justified, or uh, the father on Santa Clarita Diet, or the, it's hilarious. You should uh, really get on board with that. Show. Also on like, Deadwood, fantastic. also as the drug dealer in Go. I mean, in Timothy Go. Oliphant has an amazing <laughs> career. We love Timothy Oliphant so so very very much, and he has just villain been announced. Too. Yeah, villain in Scream Two. He's the film junkie. Uh, uh, he has just been announced as joining the cast of The Mandalorian season two. This is awesome. So excited. So excited. Yeah. And, and, I hope it's not a one-off. You know, much like like much of the casting news is kind of... Actually, I, I take it back kind of contrary to most of the casting news. We have no idea who he's going to play. Like, we, we know uh, Katie Sackhoff is, is going to be Bo-Katan. We, we know that right. Rosario Dawson is coming back to be uh, Ahsoka Tano. We don't know what, what Timothy Tim is going to be doing. And one of the ideas I suggested to you when we were, when we were texting was... Hey, he might make a really good Grand Admiral Thrawn. He'd make a great Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> I just don't know if he wants to wear the blue makeup and the contact lenses. I, I that feel just like, seems like it'd be a real pain in the ass. I feel like that's a CGI effect nowadays. Like he may not have to. He just puts like a bunch of dots on his face and they just color it in later. Is that how they do it now? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, like, awesome. Have but, you, are you watching that documentary on how they the, are they how they make that no. show? Like, no, you, I haven't watched it. You should really watch. I thought it. about it. It's mind-blowingly insane how they filmed that show. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Well, I know it's all in like one room. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, it's like one room, and then they took over like a train yard in L.A. so they could film like the the final episode. I just want more Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't want behind the scenes Mandalorian. Like that's why I haven't watched it because it's not what I like. I want more Mandalorian. But that's I want more shows. So what what. I tend to think leads more credence to the Grand Admiral Thrawn theory is that they did not say who it was, and Grand Admiral Thrawn's fate yeah. is left very vague at the end of Rebels. Well, well also the the two people that previously announced are both heroes, except or for Boba Fett. The, like Tomorrow Morrison is uh, Boba Fett. I mean, anti-hero at best. I mean, who knows where? It's been a long time since we've seen Boba. Yeah, he might have gone through. Uh, come to Jesus moment in that, in that belly of that Sarlacc. So we That's don't know what. Fair and point. if that was him in the desert of Tatooine, he's saving someone's life. He doesn't have to. Or did he? Oh, uh, if Mingna Wind dies like that, <laughs> I'm going to be furious. Maybe he plucks her heart out for Molaram. I just, that'd be awesome. But, <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring a big actress like that in for one episode and have her killed off by that guy you hate. No, I agree. I love Ming-Na Wen so very, very much. I would love to see her come back for more in, in Mandalorian Season 2. Um, yeah. And S.H.I.E.L.D.'s wrapped up, so she's free. Yeah, oh, well, good boy. We'll have to do a S.H.I.E.L.D. show at some point, too, where I can talk about my high oh, of that I've fucking did, show. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm in the middle of Season 6. Like, I rewatched Season 6, whatever the last season was. Oh, hugga bugga. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few hiccups right. in that one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it has up and downs, but like, 
the original uh, Hydra reveal. Oh, it's so good. That's some of the best television yeah. I've watched. Like, that was so good. Some of the framework stuff's good. Yeah, some no, the, no, I, like, I don't Season disagree. five. Like, I don't disagree with I mean, there, there's some garbage stuff in there. Like this, But this past season when, like, Colson was the bad guy... Okay, okay. This is not great. Yeah, yeah. Let's get off of that. That that's a fucking freight train (laughs) headed for a cliff. Let's not talk about Shield right now. Uh, uh, So, but let's 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 pretend that that the. I mean, we don't know. We don't know anything. I don't have an inside connection to you. No, unfortunately. So if if Oliphant, let's say he's going to be a good guy, if there's a character from the old Star Wars EU, old the old expanded universe, who do you think? You got any? Got any? Like, ooh, I want him to be so and so. I'd like him to be like a Talon card or um, Dash Rendar, like another Han Solo archetype roguish guy. See, I like smuggler. I like, yeah, I like, like we were texting about. I think I, he could play. You know, obviously he could play that really well. I like the Dash Rendar rumor a lot too, because I did, mostly because I like the idea of bringing in the Shadows of the Empire uh, Empire stuff into the current right. continuity. Like bring that into canon. Like bring in Prince yeah. Shizor and all that stuff that was going on between Empire and Jedi with with uh, Crimson Sun and all that. He died, right? Oh, and the, I guess they could just bring him back. Those books don't. I don't know why I'm talking. Those books don't matter. <laughs> no, you can bring back the characters and completely change the arc yeah. of everything. Yeah, I, but I yeah, like, he died, didn't he? But <laughs> but for for anyone in the audience who's who doesn't know Crimson Sun, like uh, through the Shadows of the Empire books and comics and and video game. Uh, they introduced Crimson Sun as like a criminal organization that, that even Jabba the Hutt was part of. Mm-hmm. And they worked for a character named Prince Shizor who was trying to manipulate Princess Leia while she was trying to manipulate him to get Han Solo rescued. It, it was a whole thing. And then Dash Rendar was like basically... Like, like, book. Yeah, and Dash was like the, the, the Han Solo villain character basically. But not without his own charms. Yeah, who was never seen again except in that like added scene and what was it, A New Hope? When yeah, you see, his ship you, take see off. His, you see his ship in a new hope taking off from uh from Moss Eisley. Yes, that's correct. The Outrider, I believe like, it is. The Outrider is his ship. Like, I don't think he's been talked about in any other book or maybe in a comic. Maybe he has comics. I didn't read. I don't. Comics, I don't so. think so, man. Outside of like the Shadows of the Empire comic, the the, the direct comics, and then yeah. obviously the 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 video game you played as him on the N sixty four when that launched. Yeah. Which That's is a fun weird. game. That's a fun game, by the way. <laughs> Most of the Star my favorite was Republic Commando. Well, outside of the Knights of the Old Republic, but outside of Knights of the Old Republic, I think I, I loved Rep- Republic Commando as well. But I was also a big fan of Bounty Hunter, where you play as Django. Yeah, and you just that collect bounties on people um, and shit. That was fun. I, I love the X Wing games. Like I was looking for those. Yeah. I was like, one of those. Can- well, to we're gonna do. Don't worry. Like, we're, we're gonna do. Oh, a, God damn it! It's a whole episode of us talking about Star Wars That's video games. Don't even worry. <laughs> but I was thinking I wouldn't. Um, Cornhorn or. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to see a Jedi. I don't want to see a Jedi in this show, or another Jedi. I know they got Suga in it, but I, I, I was like, oh, he could play like that character. I was trying to think of like random guys that they could bring in. Um, Baron Fell, I thought of, who could be wow. a pilot he hires for some reason. Wow, there you go. Okay. I was like, he'd be about that age. And I was like, because they, they've already introduced Thrawn. Yeah. In the, in the in, uh, 
Rebels. In Rebels, yeah. So I was like, that'd be another character from that to bring in. Where, you know. Or he could be hunting him with um, Moff Gideon. Ooh, I like that too. I like that too. You know, it's, I think he's going to be a villain just because they've announced two, you know, uh, good guys. So I think they're due for a villain. And, you know, if you've watched uh, Die Hard 4... He plays a great villain. He does. A fantastic movie. Like like I said, I, th- I think the key element here is like they didn't announce his part, which, again, everyone else has kind of been like, this is going to be so-and-so, and here's so-and-so. Yeah. And they're like, Timothy Oliphant as, hmm. Someone big. <laughs> someone big. It's going to be someone big. And you know him from something <laughs> big, too, which is, you know, always good. Got to love the Oliphant. so excited about it. I really am. So I love Oliphant very, very much. I am. Uh, I, I have been a longtime fan of that man. He seems like a super cool guy to hang out with. I'll send him this podcast directly. Maybe he'll invite us over. Yeah. Love you, man. We can, <laughs> we, can have some, we can have some bourbon together with him. It would be fucking rad. I went to watch you and Hitman in theater. <laughs> I own that DVD. <laughs> Which makes you a bigger fan than me because I didn't go that far. <laughs> oh, I did. I was like... Timmy in a, in a bald cap, I'm in. <laughs> That's well, what I want to see. I got nothing more to say about that. <laughs> Reagan, thanks for hanging out for this uh, special little bonus episode where we talk about Star Trek and and mostly our love for Timothy Oliphant. In the, yeah. but, you know what's love funny? Timothy Oliphant <laughs> and Anson Mount, two guys who who made their careers playing cowboys. <laughs> I mean, what are we gonna do? Maybe I have a thing for cowboys. Maybe. I mean, I hate uh, uh, Kurt Russell and Tombstone. Ain't too shabby. Mm, yeah, I was thinking Val Kilmer, you know. Well, you know Daisy, he, but... <laughs> he'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I better turn the recorder off now, because this is going to get... Uh, this, this uh, be, uh, we're pop- going to a weird place. Yeah, it's about to be like podcast after, uh, Popcast After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Where we just talk about hot cowboys. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. Thanks for again. I wish you had that Kid Rock song just so it could be like, I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> oh, I'm hitting you stop now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so there you have it. There's our fun conversation. Reagan and I chatting about Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, the new Captain Pike led series with uh, Anson Mount resuming his role as Captain Christopher Pike. Ethan Peck resuming his role as the new Mr. Spock and Rebecca Romaine resuming the role of a uh, number one on the new, on, on, on the enterprise, uh, pre Kirk, the pre Kirk enterprise Star Trek series. So I'm assuming there'll be a lot more information coming out, uh, as we get closer to that show beginning production, though, obviously we are in a holding period because of everything going on with COVID-19 and all these good things. But a show with a lot of potential on it, and we're very excited about that. We are always excited about new Star Trek. We just hope it's uh, better than some of the stuff we've gotten in the past. And that does mean that, yes, we admit it. We we did 10 episodes dedicated to Picard. We bought into it for about 8 of them, and it was by 9 and 10 they were like, oh, man, they're not going to pull this off. And they didn't. Uh, so the, it Picard ended disappointingly. But we still believe in Star Trek. We still believe in these characters, and we want to see Strange New Worlds do well, and we want to see Star Trek uh, Picard Season 2 recover and, and bounce back and, and kind of live up to its potential as well. Uh, but it was also fun to kind of get into some of the, the Timothy Oliphant news, 
regarding him playing a character in Star Wars uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 because we are big, big fans of that character. So uh, really, really good stuff there. And uh, I'm excited for the potential of that character and what he may bring. Will he be Thrawn? Will he be a character more in vain of, of Dash Rendar? I don't know. It, But it's interesting to note that uh, unlike many of the casting announcements for Season 2, they didn't say what character he's going to be. So it leads me to believe it'll be something big, but I don't have any basis uh, uh, for that information. That is just pure speculation on my part. Uh, but it was totally fun to talk about that. Uh, if you guys, when you're listening to the episode, if you happen to hear some uh, crazy music in the background, that is because I am in a room adjacent to where my wife was conducting her uh, turbo kickboxing class. Uh, yeah, you know, it's quarantine time. You know, uh, space is a little tight. She can't get to the gym for those classes. And, you know, what am I going to do? Tell her she can't do them because I'm doing a podcast. So we, we, we make do. Uh, it, we just have very thin walls and thin doors here at the at the Tom Cave. Uh, you know, not a lot of uh, thick, thick bedrock between the, between the rooms here. But we, what are you going to do? So you might have heard a kid, an, an occasional woo, woo, stuff like that. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, so I hope it wasn't too distracting, but I think overall, like the audio quality is uh, is is taking a step in the right direction. And like I said, uh, like I said previously, there'll be a new episode with Roger and I uh, discussing a fun topic. And I hope we can co- we uh, continue the trend of higher quality podcasts for you guys. So I wanted to take this moment before we close out to thank my current Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody for all your love and support. Thank you to the Batman at Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail, for all of his love and support. Check out the recent episode of the Ringing Ear podcast that I was a guest co-host on, uh, where where Jeff and I are discussing the the merits, the ups and downs, the 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 vast uh, sea of of hairspray that was the hair metal era of the late '80s, the mid to late '80s, and a little bit of the early '90s. Uh, it was a fun episode. We got to talk about some of the stuff, some of the bands from our youth and things of that nature. It was a lot of fun, so please check that out. And check out the other episodes that Jeff's doing, too. They're doing good stuff over there on the Ring in the Air. Uh, Jeff and Joby are uh, kicking ass and taking names. Uh, what else do I got for you guys? Follow the show. If you're not already doing so, follow us on social media at TomCastPopCast on Instagram and Twitter. Email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Join Pophead Nation. If you can, if you're able to, in this in this trying times of the COVID nineteen pandemic, if you if you got the means and you want to support the show, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast. You're gonna get access to, uh, you can have your name read on the show, or you can do the next level where you get that and a bunch of bonus content, audio commentary tracks for some feature films, and the Popcast Reads segment where I do a, a, a video. Uh, for you guys and I, I do graphic novel and, and book re- recommendations and things of that nature it's a lot of fun and I'm really enjoying doing that so far I am hard at work on the next audio commentary track for you guys for the Patreons uh, and that should be out hopefully by the end of the week so uh, some more good stuff for my my dedicated and loyal Patreons I love you guys so very very much thank you for supporting the show and if you can't join Patreon if you don't want if you can't join Pophead Nation right now but you know you want to show some support for the show Make sure you're liking the show, subscribing to the show, and, and sharing the show on, on uh, all your feeds, social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, podcast, podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, LinkedIn, whatever, you know, whatever works for you guys is cool with me. 
So uh, in, in conclusion, that's it for this mini mini bonus episode of the show. We're in a little bit longer than I thought. We're, we're close to 45 minutes, for God's sake. Uh, but still, a nice little bonus for you guys for, for being awesome listeners and, and supporting the show. When, uh, when every celebrity in Hollywood has decided to create a podcast and and <laughs> and and take and, and 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 take your valuable listening time away from from smaller shows but that's okay you know what there's room for all of us here and i'm still going to be doing the show so whenever you guys get around to me i'm right here for you okay thank you so much for listening i appreciate all the love all the support all the downloads all the listens and uh we're not going anywhere we'll be here forever and ever and ever, and ever no matter how mad you get at me so again thank you for listening and as we say on every episode to conclude the show. Ciao, babes. Look here. Next one's coming faster. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions!